The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino and joining me today are Simon Holdsworth and Nathaniel James. Good evening, gents. Good evening. Good evening. Well, we do have an announcement we'd like to make. The Niner Empire GB would like to congratulate our own Nathaniel James and his lovely bride Claire on their nuptials this past Sunday. Congratulations, Nathaniel and Claire. We wish you many happy years together. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, we had a uh, wicked day. Um, of course, the uh, icing on the cake would have been a, uh, uh, you know, a Niners win. But um, hey, can't can't wish for anything. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a great day. But and it was yeah a lot of fun. So um, yeah, brilliant. That's fabulous. Well, congratulations from all of us at the Niner Empire GB. So as you heard, we did have a loss list last weekend, but. I really felt like we had quite a few positives to look at with that game. Even though the final score was 27-29 Chargers, um, we opened that game with the Chargers taking away a a pick six. Cat got her birthday pick six against the Chargers on Sunday. What a way to start the game. Yeah, that was a really nice start, wasn't it? You just just think like, when I, when I watched it, I was like, oh blimey, okay, seems seems quite good. I mean, um, and obviously there was you know a few other things that were happening um, through throughout the game, um, sort of touching on um, Matt, Matt Breeder had had quite a good game as well. Um, I think that obviously we, we we there was some struggles around tackling, but just just in terms of that that pick six to start off with, yeah very 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 good start yeah simon what are your thoughts yeah absolutely um a good uh example really of i guess someone stepping up in antoine exum and so but what i mean we had some we had some solid play we had some sloppy play i mean it was a a mix of everything but really i mean it wasn't too bad. CJ looked pretty confident out there. I think from the start, when when I actually when we were watching him right at preseason, he didn't look really like the same CJ that we'd seen previously. I mean, the the guy did actually, you know, he did take some beatings, didn't he? In terms of, and and, and this is the thing, he he, he got back up again. Um, and obviously, I think also what I what I noted from the the game was that. Um, the connection between him and um, Garcon was quite quite good as well, um, which which that's that's been something that you know obviously it, it's it's interesting that he's not had had that sort of um, that that sort of but the person that you you think that he'd, he'd pass to you'd actually utilize sort of the other players, but um, I, I think I saw quite a few few plays where he actually was passing passing it to uh, Garcon. Um, so yeah, it, again, good, very good. Um, in terms of the Garcon thing, I think we have to remember that last year Bethard started and Garcon was his primary receiver for most of those games before Garcon got hurt. And then we got Jimmy. So Jimmy really didn't have that time with Garcon on the field. He had the time with Goodwin on the field. 
whereas Bethard had time with Garcon on the field. So it's almost like that kind of came over from last year. I mean, Garcon was only four for 52 yards with an average of 13 yards. That's pretty good. 23 yards long. Yeah, I mean, I think perversely what we saw was the fact that CJ probably understands at this point, probably understands the playbook still better than Jimmy. So a lot of the timing routes were absolutely spot on. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he didn't seem to be on his bike as much as what Jimmy perhaps would have been in the same situation. Um, I think the big plus point on the on offense was was, was George Kittle. I mean, I'm becoming a huge yeah. this guy. He he has got he's everything Vance McDonald promised to be and and more. And the wheels that he showed for that 82 yard touchdown. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of tight ends in the league that will catch a pass. Well, and then Kittle was six for uh, 125 yards. His average was 20.8 yards. And, of course, that 82-yard touchdown definitely helped those numbers there. But, God, that was an exciting play. Well, and we had some decent... um, Decent special teams play, nothing you know spectacular, but DJ Reed seems to be making a name for himself. Yeah, DJ Reed is. I think he's definitely got a really long return for that's going to count uh, coming. I mean, he. Yeah, he's he's playing. He's playing some really good, you know, some some really good football this this year, and it's he, he's had some he's had some de- decent decent um, return in in terms of yardage, which it, it's nice to see that you know obviously people that they're not actually interested in just. You know the, the short runs, if you like, or um, taking so, a knee, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And these are all things that we can build on in the coming weeks as well. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Obviously, the the better field position, then the the better the uh, the chances of scores, the shorter the field. So, yeah, I mean, if he gives us a good... and I feel like we're starting to cut a carve away at that deficit in terms of time of possession. Uh, Mark gave us a great stat. We have yet to win the time of possession battle this season, but we were leading going into the fourth quarter, having the ball for um, only having the ball for four minutes and 30 seconds. So I think the the more we can have the ball on our side of the offense, I think, you know, it, that could definitely lead us to a, to a win. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's interesting, like the Niners managed to sack Rivers once, I mean, three three quarterback hits. Um, Bethard was sacked once, but uh, once, but was hit eight times. So one sack and three hits came from Derwin James. Again, I think that, that there was that, and I, I think I, I I was sort of my my thoughts were in terms of when we were um, t- sort of t- taking a player, you know, the players that we would look to sort of um, scout right at the beginning of the season. I, I, I actually really wanted somebody. I, I, I wanted a. I thought we really needed that sort of safety, um, in terms of Derwin James. And I know that you know, obviously he had that that good game, but um, yeah, again, it, it was it was a working progress. And and as as I say, I think that um, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens next week um, with regards to CJ and you know the other players and hopefully some more opportunities in terms of you know players that have been injured getting back on the field yeah i mean if anything derwin james's performance kind of highlighted exactly what we're missing on our defense we don't really have that standout star performer i mean he was exceptional 
And it's it's nice to sort of um, I, I don't think we've touched on like, about Fred Warner, who was um, he was the Niners' leading tackler with four solo and six assisted for a total of ten, just ahead of Reuben Foster, who had five solo and two assisted. So, I I mean the thing is I know that Reuben's been out for for you know we've we've this what's this what's his second week back now or is it second yeah. or third no second it'd be a second week games. yeah so I I mean. I think we, you know, obviously we're, we're still, uh, would be nice to sort of see a few more tackles and everything, but um, yeah, good on Fred Warner, he, he had pretty, you know, that's a pretty decent game really, a d- decent effort, but assignment, as, as you've just mentioned, missed tackles, they've been an issue that, that seemed to be ongoing um, throughout, you know, that, that, that being ongoing throughout the whole of um, the season that we've had so far. But again, there was an improvement, you yeah. know. There was, and, and just touching on Fred Warner, if he could, I think he's about twenty pounds too light, because he's starting to bat the bigger backs. He's starting to bounce off them, but he is everywhere. If he can add um, twenty pounds and then maybe get a couple of turnovers this year, he's a defensive rookie of the year candidate for me. That's an interesting point. I wonder how that would how how that would improve his gameplay, or would it be a detriment to his gameplay because he'd be a little slower with that added weight? Yeah, Twenty pounds isn't that much, though. You're talking to a woman who just lost thirty. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but now, okay, penalties are still an issue. They weren't as much of an issue this game as they had been in the past, but again, we still had stupid mistakes. And Deepak, our buddy Deepak, asks, should Shanahan put the X's and O's to one side and become an old-school, hard-ass type of coach? Pardon the language. I think he needs to stick to what he knows, really. Um, there's nothing stopping us bringing somebody else in to take over that part. I think Shanahan is the master tactician and what do you think, Nathaniel? Yeah, I, th- I think that, um, you know, I, d- I don't think we really need to change um, Shanahan as such. I think that obviously when he when he get, does get going and when we do get good, and I think, you know, we, we've, we sort of talk, talk about him, don't we? We talk about him being this offensive um, genius in terms of his coaching and everything. I guess defence is kind of part of, of that. Um so yeah, I, I, good question, Dipak. But I, I think really, I, I think there's there's always opportunities, and uh, as you've just mentioned, Simon, around you know ch- changing uh, that that person, that coaching role um, from a defensive perspective. Well, and should maybe Shanahan be putting pressure on his coaching staff to be that a little more in the hard ass mode in terms of discipline? I think that's where he could get a little bit more hard-ass, yeah. Certainly be a little bit more demanding from the coordinators that he's got in place already. You know, I think you touched on it like in the last podcast about how Robert Saller is getting a bit of a free ride at the moment. Mm-hmm. And he, he needs to be brought to task, really. And maybe the position coaches should be the ones who are doing it. But I think it's diff- difficult, really, for, for Shanahan, isn't it? Because in, in, in theory, we got we got to remember this. I mean... It, we, all right, it's his second year now as as our you know as our head coach and everything, but 
in theory, he still he is still a young coach, isn't he? Mm -hmm. He's still yeah, he very you know inexperienced. So I think in in a sense that and, and maybe you know I don't know what the age difference between him and Salah is, and but but as I say, maybe it's the inexperience and the the confidence around you know being able to sort of challenge that. Um, although saying that, the, the Rams haven't had any real issues, have they? Um, but we're also rebuilding basically from the ground up, and I think the 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 Rams had a lot of talent in place already. Yeah, the Rams have gone big on defense, haven't they? They got Marcus Peters and then Damakin Sue on top of the guys that they've already got, Aaron Donald and, and all those kind of guys. So they're their depth is a lot better than ours. They perhaps need less coaching than our guys. <laughs> and I think Shanahan is also fighting the uh, years and years of entropy that, you know, the Niners have suffered through. So he's got quite a culture to change. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, I guess in a sense it's just going to take take a, a long time, isn't it, um, to, to, chain, to potentially change change it still. Yeah, um, which is a shame because obviously I think you know, like everyone, and uh, when when I found out, you know, when we when we found out that uh, um, Jimmy GQ had um, lost, you know, we, we'd lost him for the season. Um, yeah, real. It's like taking, you know, it, it, all right. I, 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 I you know, I do do. I think CJ, you know, he's he's kind of he's, he understands the position. Um, in terms of what he's been doing, and he he has had opportunities, but um, yeah, I think that we will, you know, we all, f well, I I I for one thought we could, you know, re have a real real chance in terms of, you know, at least making the playoffs this year, um, but you know, as I say, one of those things. Um, I guess the only uh, light in at the end of the tunnel for me is that. I'll potentially see him next season when I come over to um, California. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I say, just have to see really what how it how it all pans yeah. out. Really. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and Mark brings up Mark Lyon asks after seeing how well Bethard played, how many games will we win this season? Because Bethard Simon. played well. The whole team played. The whole team played well. If we're going to be honest, I mean, it was, you know, all things considered. And I think we have to put a bit of perspective on it. Is that we are massively depleted in terms of injury and in terms mm -hmm. of any real talent. So, you know. Yeah, and I think that from my perspective, I think that I think it was a good performance by CJ. Um, you know, I think that we with with CJ, yeah, I think we can win a few games. I think you know, there's no, nothing. We're not going to be um, as as high uh, as high in terms of the numbers, but um, yeah, I think we're probably. I can see us winning at least. I I, I really can't see us winning winning anything less than um, eight. So yeah, I think it's that next man up mentality, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think CJ, I really feel, my perspective, I really felt like CJ led the offense the way Jimmy told him to lead the lead this team. And I think CJ has really grown into that role um, behind Jimmy. I think they're going to be a good combo when, when Jimmy's back on the field. I'm going to stick with my seven and nine. I think we can get seven. I still do. 
Okay, Mark also asked, is Akella Witherspoon the next Richard Robinson? <laughs> it's it's it, it's looking increasingly like that. Uh, I just think he, he, he needs an arm around him. He's got all the physical attributes that you could possibly want in a corner, but he's making rookie mistakes and mm-hmm. jumping, you know, misreading routes and he's getting he's getting exposed, but I don't know. I think it's a bit tough on him to judge him on this season. Speaking of missed assignments, uh, Mr. Little, I think you need to have a talk with Mr. Uh, Foster there as he, because of him, the Chargers scored that touchdown. Uh-huh. Wide open in the back of the end zone. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I, I think I was closer to any of the, the, the to the to the Antonio Gates than any of the nine <laughs> defensive backs. Exactly, <laughs> gracious. <laughs> so we got a couple other questions from the group. Uh, oh well, look at this. Our own Nathaniel James. <laughs> Will Le'Veon Bell be brought in? What are your thoughts on that, Nathaniel? <laughs> what what happened last season when we brought in Jimmy GQ? That, that that's where I'll I'll start with that question. Um, I don't think we will actually. I know that I've I asked you know that that question. Um, I guess in a sense I just we were there were some rumours um, on on the grapevine if you like around him come you know him coming in, but I, 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 I we know that you know Lynch is still making telephone calls. Um, from you know to other other teams around possibility so I think it's quite exciting because we, we obviously we've had you know we've had years of a situation where we've had um, a, a GM that really couldn't really care um, about what was happening but it's nice in a sense that we're making these calls to you know that, that Lynch is making these calls to bring in these you know these starting you know these these real you know, top talented guys. So yeah, yeah. Simon, your thoughts? Uh, honestly, uh, I don't think there is a cat in hell's chance that Le'Veon Bell comes. I think purely because we're so heavily invested already in Jerick McKinnon, who is Shanahan's guy. He mm-hmm. was handpicked. Um, I'm just worried about how expensive Bell will be. Uh huh. Because we're starting to get near the cap, I'm sure. Yeah, and there's other areas of that require more need pass rush uh, mm-hmm. that we that we need to spend money on. I think. Totally agree with you. So, Nathaniel, do you want to ask your question about the trade with Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do do you? And this is open. I'm opening this to to, to the um, to the pair of you. But I'm going to start with Simon. Simon, do you think that we that um, there's any possibility that we could uh, get a trade of uh, get bring in Tyrod Taylor um, with with a with a trade? There's there's a possibility. Would I be a fan of it? Probably not. Okay. Cat. I don't think so. I think. Um, I, I agree with a lot of what Simon is saying, but I, in my heart of hearts, believe that uh, Lynch and Parag Marte and, uh, and Shanahan, they drafted Bethard. They have a plan for him. Um, you know, I don't know that he's the real deal, but I think he is their guy. And I think they're invested in him. So I think he's, he's going to be with us for a while. 
So Jason Argo asks, with the players we brought in that were expected to be good, like Robinson, Williams, maybe Witherspoon, that, and that haven't been cut or haven't played well, and our high draft picks that are seriously underperforming, does our scouting department need a fresh pair of eyes? Our scouting department needs to stop spending first round picks on linemen. <clears throat> Regardless of which side of the ball, first round picks need to be on impact skill players, not guys that you could probably get in the second or third round. In my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I, I'm kind of in agreement with Simon. Maybe maybe there, there does need to be uh, a, a little bit more of a of a change around you know that particular um, yeah that, that sort of that that area. <laughs> or at least in terms of the recommendations they're making for picking these number one draft picks. Skill guys at number one. Yeah, that's absolutely. it. Absolutely. Impact players all Indeed. the way. <laughs> so, again, we're suffering from the injury bug. Uh, we have a number of players that are questionable for this week, a couple that are okay to play or should be okay to play, and some that are going to be week by week. So we're we're not going to know until game day. Uh, Staley's got a knee. He's questionable. McGlinchey's got a knee. He's questionable. Well, they all have knees, but, you know, they have an injured knee. Um, <laughs> Richburg has an injured knee, and he's questionable. Breda injured his shoulder versus the Cowboys, and it has been bothering him off and on all season. But Shanahan did indicate yes- yesterday or Monday that he should be okay to play. Garcon has an injured ankle. He should be okay to play. Goodwin is questionable. He has a thigh or a hamstring injury. Uh, Pettis is out. He's got a knee injury. He is week to week moving forward after this week. Uh, Thomas has an injured shoulder, but he is expected to play. Tart is expected to be back this week from his injured shoulder. And, of Yay. course, Richard Sherman is expected to be out with his calf. That is a long-ass list. Isn't that a long list? <laughs> hey, I felt last Concerned. week's was long. Concerning that a lot of them are knee injuries, and you wonder whether there's something that they're doing in training that might be causing or helping those injuries occur. Well, I mean, this is a high-impact sport anyway. You know, when you're falling to your knees on the ground, you're running into helmets, you know, it's just unfortunately part of the game. It just seems like that injury bug has hit us hard. Yeah. So let's look at this game against the Cardinals coming up. The Niners we lead could... the series. Hmm. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say a very winnable game in my opinion. I think so. We lead the series 29-24. The Cardinals are winless so far. They're struggling probably a little worse than we are. Yeah, it's it should be an interesting game. Um, I think that they've got they, they've got some um, issues in terms with regards to their uh, defense, um, especially around sort of the, some of the running plays. Um, I watched a little bit of the um, Seahawks versus the Cards. Um, yeah, I, I think that there were there were a few issues, and I just thought you know you get a lot, a lot more running. Um, in around you know in getting through the uh, their 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 uh, offen- uh, defensive line and yeah I I don't see that there shouldn't be any re- reason why we can't I guess there is some concern around um, uh, David David Johnson um, he's he's <laughs> he's he's 
he's back um, having missed um, last year because um, I, I think well he'd actually I picked him as on, on my fantasy one of my fantasy teams <laughs> um, th- yeah so um, probably uh, yeah one of those one of those things but um, I, I think one one player we need to be kind of um, well, there's probably two players that we need to watch this this uh, this oh yes this, this game. Um, <laughs> Josh Rosen um, didn't have the best of games uh, just gone, but he's probably going to look to play up. And um, obviously with Larry Larry Fitzgerald, he's the Niner killer. Know. He has had he that, no. career games against us in the past. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's two things that can stop us winning this game. One is Larry Fitzgerald, and the other one is Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, oh, I was going to say penalties, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or stupid mistakes, take your pick. <laughs> yeah. We I mean, need to cover him well, but other than yeah. that, I'm not so sure. They, they, they're 32nd in the NFL, averaging just over nine points a game. So. Yeah. And, I mean, look at our last game. We scored 27 points. Right, we take that, 27-9. It's a great win. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, Niners are sixth in the NFL in rushing yards, averaging 134 yards per game. I don't think the Cards have much of a rushing defense, do they? They're second to last. Yeah. Yeah. With that, you know, with that type of running back as well. Crazy, well, let's isn't not, it? Let's not tempt fate. Let's no. not tempt fate. Everybody knock <laughs> sorry, on wood. Sorry. Yeah. Your foot. <laughs> <laughs> there was one player I was going to mention that potentially might might be of you know that that is um, a rookie that I also think is quite a very he's quite a good wide receiver. Um, he he was he was picked by by the cards. Um, he's not actually had very much you know he's not had much of a, a, a game but Christian Kirk um, he, he plays wide receiver for them he's he, he could you know could be a weapon that, that you know that they that they you know that Josh uses interesting interesting mm. game I'm I'm I, I'm I'm I think it'd be I, I'd like you know not they've not had a really great game you know at all this year, the um, the Cardinals obviously they've struggled um, with you know with with the loss of their coach, their like that, that retired. Um, so yeah, it it will be interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the Niners are currently sitting as four and a half point favorites for the game. The game is at home. What are your predictions? Do you want me to go first, Nathaniel? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think we will win, and I think we'll win by 15 points. Oh, nice. I think they'll win, um, but I, I think it will only be by, um, and I'm, I'm sorry, Simon, five points. Wow. Well, I think the Niners are going to win. We're going to win 34 to 13. Wow. I hope you're you're right. I hope so, too. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're a member of the Niner Empire GB Facebook group, you know we have this wonderful game we play every season called the Pick 6. And Nathaniel's going to go over last week's results and the current season leaders. Okay, so um, Pick 6 results. Uh, There was one Pick 6 by Mark Kaunt. Uh, lots of folks picked uh, the five, picked five. Um, the correct 49ers score um, was um, Ivan 
Alonso, Dipak Gohill, Ross Irwin, and Kev Nalon, but no no golden Nalon this week. Um, so the season leaders are currently Mark with 19, um, Mark Leon Leon with 17, Ross Irwin 17, Simon, yeah, so 17, <laughs> and uh, Martin. Hughes, Martin Duck Hughes, uh, with with seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> and watch out, because I'm sneaking up behind you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I don't know where I I think I'm very 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 low. I think oh, I probably... no. <laughs> what what are you, Cat, at the moment? Do you know? Uh, I think I'm seventeen or sixteen. I'm right. I'm right below the leaderboard. So you okay. are on the comeback trail, Cat, because you had didn't you have one week where you had an absolute shocker? I yeah, the second week I had one win. <laughs> and if it weren't for Ross Irwin the third week catching the the, the error, I would still be way at the bo- basement. So <laughs> thank you, Ross, for having my back. <laughs> okay, so I have a plethora of questions and two minutes on the clock. Are you guys ready? Ready. Okay, let's do the two-minute drill. And before we start, I want to give a special thank you to Jason Argo, Neil Jepson, Simon Holdsworth, Graham Ross, and Mark Lyon. Most of these questions came from them, um, and a good chunk of them came from Neil. Thank you for your help, Neil. So here we go. Two minutes on the clock. Nathaniel, who's toughest, Chuck Norris or C.J. Beathard? C.J. Beathard. Simon, has Kittle been our MVP so far? Without doubt. Nathaniel, continuing with Kittle, where's the ceiling for him? Oof. (laughs) Oh, where's the ceiling for him? Pass. Oh! Simon, what's the over-under on how many tackles we miss on Fitzgerald? (laughs) Over five in the ten. Nathaniel, what's the over-under on how many yards Fitzgerald will get? Oh, blimey. Um, <laughs> over. Oh, blimey. No, I'm gonna, I would love to see him get closed down. So, oh, let's say... I don't know. Let's say he gets... I reckon 200, he'll get closed down. Okay. Simon, Navarro Bowman led the league in tackles in one of our worst seasons ever. He is now a free agent. Is it worth bringing him back to show the current squad how to actually tackle? Um, in a coaching role, but not on the field. Okay. Nathaniel, does wide receiver Bolden Jr. come straight back in after a four-game suspension? Yes. Simon, lots of injuries at the moment. What can we do to stop this? Um, pray to the gods. <laughs> Nathaniel, Kittle is fast becoming a Pro Bowl certainty. Who, at the moment, is better at tight end? Um, oh, oh, probably, probably say Gronk, but yeah, probably Gronk, potentially. Simon, with Robbie Gould making 33 straight, can he make it to 50? Uh, I'm not saying anything because I don't want to jinx it. (laughs) And we're out of time. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Cancel. There we go. <laughs> so there it is. All right, and that is all we have for today. Have you guys got anything else you want to add? 
Uh, I don't believe I've got anything. I just want to say, uh, just on the back of Kat's opening comments, Nathaniel, I hope you and your lovely wife have a fantastic honeymoon. Sorrento, I leave tomorrow. Um, it's um, we're we're off to Sorrento on on Friday, so um, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be able to watch any of the um, the, the, the the football this week. Uh, well, this 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 sort of this week, and then I think the next week I'm, I'm okay. But yeah, it's been like two weeks of not really watching um, football in depth. So uh, yeah, but th thanks, thank you, I do appreciate it, and um, yeah, thanks for all the messages from people. Um, you know, faithful and family. So, um, yeah, it means a lot. <laughs> you do realise, though, that if the Niners win this weekend and you haven't watched it, you are no longer allowed to watch them until we lose. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Remember, we Martin is on, on lockdown. He has to get his jersey selections approved by the group first. So, you know. <laughs> Not that we're a superstitious bunch anyway, right? <laughs> Oh, how's that? <laughs> Have a wonderful honeymoon. Well, that's it for us, guys. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Mark Lyon, Mark Kant, Andrew Mitchell, Neil Jepson, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, James Little, Simon Holdsworth, Nathaniel James, Rob Newell, and Graham Ross for all the wonderful work they do on the group and with the show. Apologies if I've missed anyone. Feel free to shoot me a PM. If you would like to get involved on the show, just let us know. You can message any of the admins in the group. We're always looking for members to appear on the show or to just, just to contribute content. We would love to have you on the show, though. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure to check out the Frequency 49 blog, which is also posted on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49show at gmail.com. Time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. Ciao, boys. <laughs> On behalf of Nathaniel James and Simon Holdsworth, I'm Kat Victorino. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now.